welcome to another edition of the Hitting the Hardwood podcast, your home for all the latest Minnesota links and WNBA news, analysis, and coverage. Thank you for tuning in to another episode this week. I'm your host, Mitchell Hansen, and this week we are going to be talking all things links in the playoffs. Um, we're just coming off of a, um, I guess you could say a week-long span of, of the Lynx playing their first two games in Connecticut in the first round of the WNBA playoffs. Um, and what a week it was. What a, what a you know pair of games that it was for both Minnesota and Connecticut. It was kind of a tale of two games. Um, and it's setting up for a what I think a lot of people didn't expect as a winner-take-all game three um, this coming week in Minneapolis. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's a, I mean, you, you could say that, you know, Minnesota had a you know successful season in reaching the playoffs, um, but the fact that they are not not only the fact that they won a road game, but the fact that they are playing a winner winner take all game three, and they have a chance to make it to the you know to the semifinal round. Um, so it, it you know it was a it was a great you know great two game span. Um, you know, great performance from Minnesota, and it's setting up for you know a, a great game three that is going to be rocking at Target Center. I know that Lynx fans are. Are going to bring it at Target Center on Wednesday, um, and it should make for a fun atmosphere and hopefully a fun game to to you know to follow that. Um, but with that said, I am joined this week by um, somebody who I write with at Windsider. Um, and we re- actually previewed the um, series between Connecticut and Minnesota together. Jamari Bowles. Um, Jamari does a great job um, with a lot of you know a various amount of um, you know WNBA coverage. Um, and, and, you know, him and I uh, had, a, had a good time with, with working alongside him in, in previewing the series. Um, if you want to go back and look at that, that preview that we wrote together um, with our predictions, um, kind of X factors in the series, you can go check that out at windsider.com. Um, but Jamari and I have been, been working, at, working together at Windsider all season long, along with the rest of the crew there. Um, please go check out all of their work um, at windsider.com, as I mentioned. But um, Jamari, I am joined. Uh, I'm lucky to be joined by him this week to to talk about the the series um, and you know just kind of what's transpired, what to you know what what has been a, the difference in in each game, as well as looking ahead to game three. Um, and, and we we kind of dive into to everything from what took place, what's going well, what's going wrong, what each team needs to do. Um, and then what's going on in in game three, and, and what to expect from game three, and ultimately who we think is is going to win in game three. So, uh, without further ado, let's jump right into the podcast with Jamari. Jamari, how you doing, man? Thank you for joining me. Hi, Mitchell. Doing all right. Thank you for uh, inviting me on. Yeah, I, I, I um, you know, as I I talked about um, right before we we started recording this podcast, um, you and I had previewed the series at Winsider, winsider.com. And, um, you know, I, it, we, we kind of touched on, you know, X factors and, and key things to watch throughout the series. And we, and we've definitely seen a lot. We've seen kind of a tale of two tale of two stories throughout this series. So I, I wanted to touch base with you and, um, kind of further break down this series and what we can kind of expect in game three. So I, I appreciate you joining. Um, and, before we get started, I, I just wanted to um, open it up to you to, to kind of allow you to, um, you know, plug your work and where people can find you, where people can follow you on social media and, and, and all of that good stuff. So if you want to do that, feel free. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, for those who don't know me, uh, I'm Jamari, Jamari Bowles. Uh, I write for currently for Winsider. Um, and I've joined Winsider recently uh, at the start of the year. It's been really awesome. Shout out Winsider. <laughs> uh, I've been writing a couple articles on some of the different teams uh, during the season. 
from the Seattle Storm to the Phoenix Mercury to the New York Liberty, Chicago Sky, and the Connecticut Sun. And um, yeah, if you want to find me, you can find me on X or the platform mm -hmm. formerly known as Twitter uh, at uh, Jamari Bowles. And yeah, uh, feel free to follow me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely go follow Jamari. I. I admittedly, and I apologize for this. I've apologized to you a couple times. I didn't even know I wasn't following you until you said something to me. So I am now a follower of Jamari. So everybody go follow Jamari. It's it's a great follow. So, um, but yeah, so to, to kind of go back on what I talked about earlier, you know, we, we previewed this series, um, you know, before it started at, at windsider.com and, um, you know, there were a few things that, that we had touched on, um, in our preview. And I think that that's kind of lived out in this series too. I mean, a couple of things that, you know, come to mind for me, you know, coming into the series that we saw during the regular season was, you know, Connecticut's ability to to defend Minnesota really well. They do that against everybody else, but they, you know, specifically when it comes to Minnesota, they've done that really well um, in the four games in the regular season. They, you know, they turn Minnesota over quite a bit and really that, you know, that's been a big factor in the first two games, um, you know, in, in game one. I mean, Connecticut, you know, did a little bit of everything. They they just they looked really impressive. They. Um, you know, they had, what is it, 16 threes, and then they had 19 turnovers that resulted in, in uh, or 19, forced Minnesota into 19 turnovers that resulted in 30 points on the Connecticut side. So that that alone, I mean, Kale McBride said after the game, um, you know, that's, you know, that's 78 points right there out of the 90 that Connecticut scored in the first game. So that obviously was was a big difference maker, and then Minnesota just couldn't do enough offensively on, on the other side of things, and it ended up being a blowout. Um, but then in game two, it it flipped um, game two on Sunday. Um, obviously, Minnesota bounced back with a win to force a winner take all game three. But, um, you know, that kind of flipped where Minnesota kind of did what Connecticut did to them in the first game. Uh, Minnesota owned the, you know, the battle behind the behind the arc from deep. Um, and then, you know, they they actually turned Connecticut over rather than, you know, the other way around. So it it was a it was a nice bounce back performance for Minnesota. And it's going to set up for. For, you know, for a, a great game three, but, um, you know, Jamari, I, I kind of want to just touch on you. What, what were you, you, maybe some things that stood out to you in, in the first, uh, you know, first few games uh, on, on either side? I would say looking at, you know, the first two games, just uh, looking at who's been, you know, producing the points. Um, I think in the, First game, you know, with the Lynx, uh, it felt like it was really just Nafisa Collier and Kayla McBride, and no one else was really able to, you know, get going. Um, and then I know in this game, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, amped up a bit even more. You know, Kayla McBride was great. Uh, Nafisa was great. Um, you know, we're able to get some uh, production from, you know, some other players. Like, what sticks out in my mind from this game that we saw, you know, today as we're recording, um, as the Sun were making their push, uh, you know, from the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter, it seemed like they were, you know, bound to, you know, uh, take, you know, take the lead or maybe at least tie the game. But then, you know, Bridget Carlton comes up with that huge three that sort of, you know, gives them a little uh, breathing room. And uh, Connecticut, you know, maybe got a little closer after that, but quite frankly, you know, they, they, it just wasn't enough. And, you know, it, was not you know they weren't able to you know get that tie or get that lead and that really you know you know let allowed Nafisa Collier and Kayla McBride to continue to go on with uh what they were doing and I that's 
what I see as uh, one of the main reasons why we're going to game three in Minneapolis. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it to your point that it seemed like, you know, whether it was Bridger Carlton or Kayla McBride or even Rachel Banham or, or Nafisa Collier in the first half, or, you know, you could, you kind of go down the line in game two, they all stepped up in key moments. They all hit big threes, which is what you need to do on the road specifically. Um, you know, take that momentum out of it, take kind of the the home fans, you know, out of the game and, and kind of, you know, swing things back into your favor. And that's what Minnesota did time and time again. I mean, every time Connecticut tried to battle back into the game, Minnesota hit a shot or they went on a, you know, a little maybe 5-0 run um, to kind of, you know, stretch things out and, you know, pull it out of reach again. Um, and, and that's hard for especially a team that, I mean, any team, but I mean, that that's hard for anybody to kind of battle back from when you're trying to battle back into a game like Connecticut was, and then you can't get stops on the other end, you're not going to be able to, you know, to outlast them. Um, and, and that's the thing with, with Minnesota is they're a very different team when they do have that balance. I mean, you know, Nafisa Collier and Kayla McBride, they do a great job. They do night in and night out. Um, but they need that supporting cast. They need, you know, they need a, a shot here and there, you know, they don't need, you know, Bridget Carlton to go off for, you know, 15 points off the bench. If she does great, but it, they don't need her to do that. They need her to do what she did on Sunday where she was hitting a couple shots. She hit, I think two threes, but they were both timely threes. I um, mean, they were at big moments of the game. Um, they need, you know, the, the hot start from diamond Miller in the first quarter, um, you know, kind of doing a little bit of everything, you know, she didn't finish with a, a great stat line, but, that was enough to set the tone early on. And then you got Dorky Uhas in the middle, um, you know, Tiffany Mitchell pitching in, um, you know, and then Rachel Bannum coming off the bench and, you know, all of that when Minnesota does have that balance and they do have, you know, a, a little bit of a supporting uh, cast alongside fee and, um, and Kale, Kale McBride, that's, that's a, a great recipe for success for this team. And that, that's something they need to continue to do. I mean, it's easier said than done, but you know, that's something that if they can do that in game three, that that will be it'll be a very tight game. And I would say that Minnesota has even a good shot of, uh, you know, coming out on, on top in that game. Um, one one thing that, that you had talked about with with your X factor was was the bench um, and bench on both sides in in our preview. The, the one thing you had t- touched on was, you know, in your X factor portion of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that was something, too, that was that was a big factor in game one compared to game two. Um, you know, Connecticut, they had, um, I think it was, was it Ty Harris coming off the bench who was, I think she had like three threes in the first game. Um, and that was enough for, you know, I think she finished with double figures or something like that, but Connecticut's bench did enough to help them, you know, come out on top and and get that spark early on where in game two, it seemed like, excuse me, Minnesota had a lot of that, you know, on their side of things. Why, I guess, why, why were you, um, why what was the X factor the bench for you? Um, I know you you kind of dove into it in, in yeah. your in your preview, but um, why why was that something that that you were watching in this series? Yeah, it was just something I I you know took a note of as I was you know digging up you know information about the series regular season series that is between these two teams. Uh, I noted in you know on our series preview that that in the right four regular season meetings that the team that won the game also was the team that had the most bench points. So that was something that, you know, was a interesting, you know, nerdy little stat, <laughs> that I, you know, I, I digged up there and, you know, wanted to take note of. Uh, and it, also I felt like that is something, you know, uh, important to have, obviously, as we all know, you know, I, I think I mentioned in the series preview that we did that, you know, uh, 
bench play is key. Uh, and I think you know, seen that uh, play out uh, in the, in the series, uh, and particularly with the you know Connecticut Sun, I felt like that was important as well. Uh, particularly uh, when when you look at the Sun, it's you know their leading scorers uh, Alyssa Thomas and Juana Bonner. And, you know, it, it's, you don't really hear much, a whole lot about, you know, the backcourt, like Tiffany Hayes and Natisha Heideman. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, if, the, you know, the backcourt isn't going off for the sun, you may want to look to the bench. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't really the case with the, the bench today uh, for the sun. And, you know, if you put that alongside the fact that, you know, the backcourt for the or in game two, uh, was not at their best. Uh, Tiffany Hayes only had six points, I believe, and Natisha Heideman went scoreless. Mm -hmm. uh, that spells trouble uh, for for the Sun. Uh, if you know, if you're if all this pressure to you know do the scoring and have this you know create offensive production comes from mm -hmm. uh, Alyssa Thomas and uh, Dewana Bonner. And, you know, and, you know, to some degree also Rebecca Allen. Rebecca Allen had, you know, I think 10 points as well. Uh, had a, I think she had uh, one or two threes. I, I could be wrong about that. But, uh, yeah, you know, that's I felt like that was important, uh, the bench play, to uh, take into consideration for uh, this series, for, for both teams as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I mentioned with the links, you know, about, you know, Bridget Carlton, uh, Rachel Bannum, uh, um, uh I don't know, I feel like I'm playing out another player, but I, I know that also, of course, you know, Jessica Shepard, she's missed the, the, these two games, and uh, I don't know about her availability for uh, game three. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, of course, Lindsay Allen's missing as well. Um, maybe Ariel Powers can be in that conversation. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. so, so we'll see, but I, yeah, bench play is important. Yeah, that, that, you know, that'll be, you know, kind of shifting focus to game three. That'll be important too to see what the links look like well you, you could even make that argument for both sides what what injuries look like i know dewana bonner went down with a, a you know an elbow to the face i'd imagine she's she'll be fine for game three but you look at the side of the links i mean they they had nafisa collier went out in the third quarter with a lower back injury she said that you know she kind of had a sharp pain in her lower back when she stepped wrong um so it'd be interesting to see she didn't end up coming back into the game but it'll be interesting to see how she recovers how how that back is feeling going into game three and then Tiffany Mitchell, she went out with the look like almost an ankle sprain or some sort of ankle injury. Um, she did return as well, but you know, it, it's interesting to, to follow that. And then, like you mentioned, Jess Shepard, uh, before the game, she was upgraded, I guess you could say from out to doubtful. Um, but that's a sign of progress for her as well. If, if they can get her back, you know, Minnesota, you know, gets even stronger with their depth in, and I think that especially against a team like Connecticut, which has talented post group, a player like Jess Shepard would be a very welcomed, um, a welcome, you know, return to the, to the team. Absolutely. Um, you know, when, when it comes to, to game three, what, what maybe are, are a few things that, that you are looking for in game three? Is it, is it, you know, similar stuff to like what we wrote in our pre uh, preview or now that we've seen two games, has anything changed on your side of what you're going to be looking for in game three? Um, I would say a little bit of the same. Um, I'm really going to be looking at uh, for, uh, really for both teams, uh, as mentioned, who's going to step up for the Sun. Uh, and I I just mentioned it, uh, the backcourt, uh, Tiffany mm -hmm. Hayes, you know, again, didn't have uh, as good of a game as she did in game one. Don't know if that's, you know, just a bad shooting or anything related to uh, the lower leg injury or issue that she's having. And, you know, I mentioned Atisha Heideman, uh, 
had six points, I believe, in game one. As mentioned, uh, not, nothing in game two. So see if, you know, they can get going, uh, particularly, you know, uh, with and contributing to the team's three-point shooting. Uh, game one was really, really good. Uh, game two, not not so much. I think the Lynx shot a better three-point percentage uh, into in game two than, you know, uh, the Sun did. So looking at that for the for the Sun and then for the Lynx, um, seeing, you know, if, um, you know, if everyone's health, everyone's healthy, like Nafisa Collier is good to go, seeing uh, more of the same from, from her, uh, Kayla McBride as well. And, you know, maybe see if uh, any of the, between the two rookies, Diamond Miller and Dorky Yuhaz, if any of them can have a, uh, you know, a big uh, impactful game. Mm-hmm. I think it will be, you know, you know, I didn't think of this until you just mentioned it, you know, with, with the Lynx rookies specifically, I think it'll be very beneficial to be playing back at home, um, you know, and, and, you know, they're more comfortable, obviously, in front of their home crowd, but maybe them more than anybody else on the roster. I'm looking for them to have, you know, a strong, you know, performance in game three, just because it is tough, especially in your first playoff experience to play on a, in the road or on the road. Um, and in an environment like Connecticut, it's a it's a rowdy environment. It's a great environment, um, you know, at Mohegan Sun Arena. But, you know, at, they they, you know, they were very you could tell that they, you know, they were starting to they were trying to get a feel for things. And, they, you know, maybe mm-hmm. nerves or, you know, kind of those that anticipation maybe got to them in game one. They were a little bit more comfortable in game two. And we saw that with the, the early start from the rookies and, and kind of, you know, the spark that they provided right away. Um, but I would say that that might even take it up a notch, um, you know, in game three, it might, or it might even turn up a notch um, with what they're able to do. Um, and then, you know, with, with, you know, the rest of the roster, I mean, I, you know, it'll only help playing at home, as I mentioned, you know, the, uh-huh. the Link, yeah. Lynx fans, I mean, the players talked about it in a few Collier and Kale McBride talked about a post game after the game to um, win on Sunday, you know, they talked about how, rowdy it is at target center how loud it is how you know how supportive the Lynx fans are you have that with any fan base but you know in in a winner take all game that that's important and in having that home court advantage is is a very important aspect but um yeah yeah um I I just wanted to add that I think I also saw uh I think it may have come from you and or some other uh people who reporters who were in the Lynx press conference with Cheryl Reeve where Mm -hmm. she had the quote about you know a team that goes from 0-6 to being 40 minutes away from the semifinals. Who would have thought that, or, yep. you know, along those lines. And uh, I, I saw a, a funny uh, post from uh, across the timeline on there talking about, you know, oh, Cheryl Reeve doesn't, you know, looks like Cheryl Reeve doesn't want to go into overtime because, you know, yeah. it's more than minutes. So uh, <laughs> you're like, let's get this done in yeah. regulation. Right. But yeah, it is, uh, it's great to see uh, that the Lynx have put themselves in this position from, that start that they had, zero and mm-hmm. six, uh, looked like they were going to be in early, you know, contention for uh, lottery and you know positioning for you know the top pick and to find themselves in this spot with an opportunity to take down the number three seed uh, that's led by the newly uh, named coach of the year and Stephanie White, a, a team that won twenty seven games. That's uh, that's really really good by the mm-hmm. by the. Yeah, I mean, considering where they where they were at, like you mentioned, the zero six start, I thought getting a win in the playoffs would be a success, and and they've done that. Um, and you know, not only reaching the playoffs, but getting a win in the playoffs is is a, a success. But 
now, like you mentioned, they, they have a legit shot to advance to the semifinals. And if they can do that, I mean, you know, even coming into the year before that 0-6 start, if you would have said that the Lynx are going to make the playoffs, win a, you know, win a first round game, um, have a chance to win the series, I think they would take that, Would you know, given the roster that, that they had at the time or have at the, you know, have right now even. Um, but it, you know, it's a great stepping stone. And in, regardless of, of what happens, you know, during the playoffs or what happens in this series, you know, whether they win or lose game three, mm-hmm. you know, being able to have that playoff experience goes a long way, especially with a young team like that. Um, and if you can get in, you know, a couple players that have playoff experience already, you know, this, this team, you know, next year could be a top five, top four, five team. Um, and, you know, they could, they could turn things around very quickly. Um, but I mean, it, it's like I said, regardless, it's, it's a success and, you know, getting this experience will, will go a long way for, for the team moving forward. Um, yeah, absolutely. What, even if, uh, sorry, just to say no. it real quick, like, even if, you know, they do win and have an opportunity to play, uh, you know, the New York Liberty, right. uh, I wouldn't, uh, automatically, you know, rule them out. I would, you know, still favor the Liberty, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. automatically say, uh, a sweep you know the Lynx did get that one win over the Liberty now you know of course I think that home game I think it was where the Lynx won and Liberty were coming off the of back-to-back but you know a win is a win it's still a great win there's still uh, a bunch of superstars uh, on that Liberty team so I would not you know automatically dismiss the Lynx from you know uh, mm-hmm. causing trouble for the, the Liberty in that uh, in a potential series against them yeah absolutely with with that said, what uh, I guess do you have looking at Game Three? Do you have any predictions? What do you what do you think uh, personally will will happen in Game Three? Yeah, um, I I predicted that the Sun would uh, win the series in two. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, that's okay, but yeah, I'll credit to the the Lynx. They did a really great job of uh, you know fending off uh, elimination, uh, especially after you know a thirty point loss. Um, but uh, I'm still going to go with the Sun to, you know, win the series, uh, get that win in game, game three in Minneapolis. Uh, uh, they won, yeah, they won the two games uh, in Minneapolis at the, you know, the start of the season. Mm-hmm. One of them was with Brianna Jones. The other was uh, the first game after Brianna Jones's uh, season-ending injury, and that was the, the one that was a, a blowout in favor of the Sun, so... Uh, they, you know, they've experienced winning on the road uh, at the Target Center, and uh, I, I do think that uh, experience uh, will, you know, be in favor of the Sun. That'll propel them moving forward to the semifinals. Yeah, I I agree. I, you know, I I think it will be a close game in Game Three. I think it'll come down to the fourth quarter, maybe the the final minutes of the fourth quarter. But I I do agree that, um, you know, I think Connecticut's just too tough. I mean, it in Minnesota has to have a lot to, I mean, like we saw in game two, they have to have a lot that goes in their favor um, to, to be able to, you know, pull out a win. And I'm not saying it can't happen again, especially at home, but um, you know, to have two straight performances like that, um, you know, against a a tough team in Connecticut. um, I I think that it, I don't know if I, if I had to choose right now, I I would also go with Connecticut in three. That's, that's kind of what I predicted. Um, you know, at the beginning of the series that, that Minnesota would would likely win game two. I thought that they would, you know, win game two, bounce back to force a game three. But I, I think Connecticut will will ultimately ultimately come out on top because, you know, it, it's hard to 
you know, looking at Connecticut, it's just hard to limit, you know, you, you talked about their guards in, in kind of their absence or their, you know, their, their step back and play in, in game two compared to game one. I think that's hard to do in, in two games in a row. I, you know, I, those players, they're too talented not to bounce back and it's, it's hard to limit them, you know, two games in a row. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I just think that that's, that's what's going to happen in game three. Like I said, I, I think it'll be a very close game. Uh, Minnesota will definitely have a chance uh, late, but I, I ultimately think the Sun are also going to win. But it, it's been a, it's been an entertaining series. It's, it's really been a, a tale of two games so far. It's been a flip flop of, of both games, but it's fun. That's, that's what a series is all about. It's, it's about you know, kind of playing that, that chess match, and, and you know, each team will, will respond. I mean, Cheryl Reeve said. After game two, we can't worry about what happened in game one. Can't worry about what happened in game two. We just have to worry about what happens in game three because it's going to be a completely different game. And that's that's the beauty of a series. And it, it'll be it'll definitely be fun to watch. That's for sure. Yep. But, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It'll be fun. Play, playoff basketball, no matter if it's the Lynx, the Sun, whoever it is, it's it's always a great time. And I'm, I'm glad it's yes. here. I, I love being able to to watch, you know, two games at once if i'm watching you know a different sport and in, in basketball or whatever <laughs> maybe. I, I watch all the sports at once so it's, i'm, I'm yes, giddy about yeah. all that uh but well jamari likewise, um, likewise. what's that likewise likewise yeah, uh, yeah. i was uh, trying to you know flip-flop like during commercial breaks to yeah. like you know NFL, if, the, if the game's on our commercial break uh see what's going on uh yeah. but uh it's, it's definitely a great time you know with you know because i do love you know the nfl uh, with the NFL starting back again and, you know, WNBA playoffs uh, some, and the NBA coming up soon. Eventually, this is like mm-hmm. part of my favorite time uh, of the of the year when it comes yep. to sports. I agree. I agree. It's a fun time. But well, Jamari, I, I appreciate you joining um, and I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your schedule to to jump on here and, and, and talk about the series. And um, hopefully we have a, a fun game three, but we'll we'll have to. Uh, I'm sure we'll be we we'll be talking in our our group chat, um, our Winsider group chat throughout throughout the the next week. I'm sure to to kind yeah. of talk about talk about things and and what's taking place in in Game Three. But I appreciate you joining, um, and we'll have to do it again sometime soon. Yeah, thank you, Mitchell. Thank you once again to Jamari for joining me on the podcast this week. As I mentioned, it's you know, it's great great talking basketball, Jamari, um, and, and it was great to. You know, not only do the preview um, with him at Winsider uh, in Winsider.com, but um, to you know to talk to him about you know after the fact what we've seen so far, how our X factors, how our predictions, all of that, how how that's playing out, um, and and it's been a fun series so far. So it, it's it was great to to chat with Jamari and look ahead to Game Three and what we can expect in that series. I also want to give a shout out to Jeremy Rushing um, for producing his podcast every week, as I as I do every week. Jeremy does a a great job to um, you know not only make me sound like I'm not crazy, but make this podcast sound great, get it out to you guys in a timely fashion. I mean, he's done a great job for us all season long, so I I really appreciate Jeremy and and all of his work he does for hitting the hardwood. I also want to uh, before we we wrap things up, um, I want to uh, bring to light our, our Patreon page. Um, as I do every week, our, our, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash hitting the hardwood. Um, there's where you'll, you'll get really everything. Um, you'll get a lot of exclusive perks. You get early access to podcasts. You get discounts at the hitting the hardwood store. Um, you'll get, um, you know, anything from exclusive news, exclusive information, um, all of my written work, all of the, you know, written content, uh, different news that you won't get anywhere else. So, it's a lot of, a lot of great stuff. It's jam packed with a lot of, um, you know, valuable information. So, if you, 
you uh, you know want to start receiving that stuff, please go check out patreon.com forward slash hitting the hardwood. I also want to give a shout out to our two supporters and our two partners as they've been supporting us all year long at, here at Hitting the Hardwood. Um, first one's Homage, second one's Better Edge. Um, we'll start with Better Edge, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Um, betteredge.com is a Minneapolis-based company, a sports betting company who, uh, you know, does a great job in, in you know, giving back to the community, being involved in the community, um, partnering with a lot of great people, especially or including us at Hitting the Hardwood. I, I appreciate all of, I appreciate Greg and, and the, the whole group at, at Better Edge. Um, please go check them out. Um, and, and it's a lot of fun. You can bet on really anything, any sport, WNBA, any other sport you want. You can bet, um, you know, in competitions. You can bet by yourself. You can bet with friends. Um, I regularly do pick them competitions for the WNBA games. I'll do that throughout the playoffs. Um, so you can you can find that all on, on social media. Um, you can find us on, on Twitter at Hitting Hardwood. Um, and you can find a lot of that information. But please go check out Better Edge. Um, if you do, if you are a first time user, um, go visit betteredge.com forward slash links. And when you use the promo code links, that's L-Y-N-X, you get a free $20 in free play. Um, so if if nothing else, please go please go use that um, and, and see how see how you like it. Uh, test out the the app; it's very user friendly. Um, and check out their platform; it's it's a lot of great stuff, and and it's also you're supporting a, a great business. So I appreciate everything that Better Edge does, to, um, you know, to to support hitting the hardwood as they have since day one. Um, and the second one is Homage. Um, Homage is a uh, you know a clothing company that that does a lot of great WNBA gear, vintage gear. Not only WNBA gear, but any other sport. Um, if you go, um, you know, visit us on or find us on social media, you'll find two special URLs um, that you know. If you you can get WNBA gear and Minnesota Lynx gear, if you visit those links and you purchase something, it won't cost you anything extra, uh, but a portion of your purchase will come back and support the hardwood. So if you could do that, that'd be awesome. Um, we can we uh, you know appreciate any support that that you can provide us. Uh, but you can go check out Homage at H-O-M-A-G-E dot com, Homage dot com. A lot of great stuff. I have the the Lynx hoodie, the Lynx t-shirt, and the WNBA charcoal t-shirt. I love all three of them. I, you know, I, I always say I'm going to go purchase more. Um, I actually just did last week, so <laughs> there'll be more more stuff coming uh, my way that um, uh, we'll, I'll, I'll definitely be talking about soon. So please go check them out. Please go purchase something through Homage. Um, a lot of great stuff, as I mentioned, and and they do um, a lot to support the WNBA and especially hitting the hardwood. They've they've also been a day one supporter, so I appreciate everything that they do um, in supporting women's basketball and hitting the hardwood as well. With that said, um, he, we're uh, we're coming into an important time in, in in the Lynx season. I mean, it's winter go home from here on out. Well, not from here on out, but for the rest of this series, um, Minnesota has been able to, you know, showcase their ability to step up in an elimination game. They have another elimination game coming up on Wednesday night at Target Center in Game Three, um, and it'll be a, a very important, um, obviously very important game to to be able to keep their season alive and to move move into the semifinal round. Um, I think if if that is the case, um, you know, they, they will you know, surprise a lot of people, um, and you know, they they could potentially you know continue to make a run in the postseason, but. It's a, it's been a fun series so far. It's been a fun, uh, you know, first two games in Connecticut. Um, it'll be an even better game three. I have a feeling, and I know that Target Center will be rocking. The Lynx fans will have that place buzzing. Um, I'd anticipate it's, you know, a very good crowd that that arrives at Target Center um, for that game three. Um, and we'll see how the the Lynx respond and and how both teams respond. It'll it'll be a fun back and forth battle. 
um, as we've seen all, all series long. So once again, want to thank you all for, for tuning into another episode of, uh, hitting the hardwood. And, um, I, you know, I, I appreciate all, all you guys do and, and all of the listeners for listening every week. Um, if the season does, you know, end this week in, in game three, this podcast will not end. Um, we'll, we'll definitely have uh, plenty of, of content, um, you know, coming up here, you know, I guess leading into the off season, if that's the case, otherwise, uh, as the postseason uh, moves along for Minnesota. So thank you for tuning in to another episode. Um, I will talk to you all uh, next Tuesday. Have a great week and enjoy playoff basketball.